morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in the world today. I want to extend a warm welcome to everyone listening to the launch of my new podcast, A Geek Speaks. I am your host, Darth Anna. You can find me on Twitter by the handle DarthAnna77. I usually follow back as long as you're not a bot or a disrespectful person. So definitely uh, you can find me there. I'm actually re-recording this first episode. Um, on my first run, I had an incredible amount of background noise, uh, namely the um, air condition that was running in the background. And despite my greatest efforts using sound editing software, <laughs> it sounded pretty awful. So call it a newbie's error. Uh, I was reluctant to re-record um, due to the possible negation of the authenticity of my reaction while telling my story and you know but it's a powerful story so it's something that I'm very passionate about and I do get emotional every time I tell it so nothing will be lost I assure you the idea of having my own podcast has sort of been on my mind pretty seriously the last several months I've been a guest on a couple of podcasts, including a wonderful panel titled The Women on Disco Trek, which is a Star Trek Discovery-based uh, podcast, and had such a wonderful time being part of that, uh, that panel, and uh, met some amazing like-minded individuals. So I figured, you know what? It's time to have my own. So if you follow me on Twitter... And for those that do follow me on Twitter, um, you'll know that I'll have, I have a pretty wide range of interests and that's pretty much how I want to direct this podcast. I want to make it versatile, a uh, little something for everyone. I'm into so many different things. And so we'll be talking about sci-fi, horror movies and shows, you know, current events, music, and of course, politics, which is an absolutely huge passion of mine. Now, this is a trial run to see how everything goes, but my plan is to release a schedule on future topics uh, once the podcast does gain some momentum. So, so for my first episode, um, like I said, I'm very passionate about politics and I wanted to discuss my support of the Democratic presidential candidate Bethel O'Rourke. He has been a longtime champion for human rights, uh, i.e. undocumented immigrants, veterans, LGBTQ, um, <clears throat> just to name a few. Uh, and I will actually tie in the story of my father coming to the U.S. And that's something that I actually shared with Beto the second time that I met him. So how did I hear about Beto? Well... <clears throat> Actually, a friend of mine from, uh, or I should say an acquaintance of mine, uh, was, uh, you know, we were just talking one day and she told me, she says, you know what, you really need to check out this guy, Bethel O'Rourke. He's just this amazing guy. You'll be in awe when you speak to him. And, you know, and so she had been stationed in Fort Bliss at the time when he was a congressman. So she was pretty well versed in, in his politics and his passion for the people. And so she told me, she's like, Hey, you know what? He's got a town hall tonight and it's streaming live on Facebook. And 
I didn't know much about O'Rourke other than the fact that he was in Congress. But beyond that, and regrettably, you know, I didn't know much. Um, so that evening I actually tuned into the stream and I was taken aback. I just couldn't believe in all honesty, what I was hearing. Um, if you guys are anything like me, you are tired of the vitriol and the hate that was circulated. Um, you know, since the, our current administration came into the white house really, and before that, uh, to be all honest, uh, and it was just so refreshing uh, to hear someone like Beto uh, be so passionate about the people. And I thought that was very endearing. I thought that was very moving. And I can tell you that the first time I met him, I was, <laughs> I was really taken aback by him. It was um, October 1st uh, of last year in Lockhart, Texas, um, which is roughly about 80 miles from my hometown here in San Antonio. And when I found out that he was coming to Lockhart, I penciled in my PTO for that day. And on that morning, I set out to go and listen to what Beto had to say. I had no idea I was going to meet him. I knew that he did some, you know, selfies and, and would speak to the people and just answer questions and whatnot. So I had no idea if I was going to meet him or not. And I figured the crowds would be rather voluminous for Beto, and, but he did it. Um, he had people there from the town, from Lockhart, from the surrounding areas, from Austin, because Austin is just a step away from there, from San Antonio, from Shiner, I mean, you name it, pretty much every town in that area, general vicinity was represented for, and it, it was absolutely awesome to see all of these people come together. I went there by myself, and, you know, I... I, I spoke to the people around me and we all have a similar passion about wanting to hear more about Bethel being inspired by him and of course wanting to help others. So that was very inspiring to me. So as I listened to him, um, he stepped on and it was at a local theater near the, you know, the uh, downtown Lockhart. And when he stepped on stage, he had such a positive aura about him and I felt really drawn to him. And I, I'll, my mother has told me many times, she's a baby boomer, told me many times that um, JFK had that same aura where people were just very drawn to him. And that's kind of how I felt um, about Bethel. You have this six foot four guy and full of energy, full of charisma, and you know, this undying devotion um, to the people. And for those who don't know, and I did actually did do some reading, um, a little bit earlier today and, you know, over the week. And I actually found out that he has sponsored a great number of bills during his tenure as congressman. And I just want to, I'm going to actually have a paper here where I wrote it down. Um, he actually, uh, a good part of those have to do with veterans. There's one Enhanced Veteran Health Care Act of 2017, uh, Veterans Health Care Trust Fund Act, Ask Veterans Act. Um, now there's some for the Dreamers, Protect Dreamer Confidentiality Act of 2017, Border Enforcement Accountability Oversight and Community Engagement of 2017. 
I mean, these are just a small fraction of the bills that he entered in, um, you know, into Congress. And I thought that was, I, you know, was just excellent. And you can actually find it if you go to propublica.com and look up um, the bills that he's, he's, you know, introduced and sponsored. Um, yeah, I found out a little bit more. Um, and I thought I knew, I knew quite a lot about Bethel. So I thought that was pretty cool to, to, um, to discover. So in any case, after the town hall, uh, I got to meet Bethel and take a pic with him. He was an absolute sweetheart and he has a special presence about him that really puts you at ease. He was just very genuine and, and thanked me for being there. And I told him, I said, Hey, you know, I drove down to San Antonio to see you. I said, I, I really wanted to, to see what you had to say. I'm very inspired. Thank you for coming. And, um, you know, he was just, you know, very appreciative and he said, Oh my God, thank you so much. And thank you for coming down from San Antonio, you know, please help me spread the word, you know, we, and so he's just awesome guy, awesome guy. So now that pick um, is my current profile pick on Twitter. So check it out, guys. Um, so yeah, so I met him here again in San Antonio a second time. And it was on a cold, rainy, dreary day. I actually volunteered at the event. And, um, you know, and it just poured down on us like toward like, I'll probably say about 15, 20 minutes before Bethel was to speak. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was an incredible town hall again, and it was outside. And like I said, it was really cold and, but no one seemed phased by the rain. No one seemed phased by the cold. Everybody was just there ready to, to speak with Bethel and to, to hear him, to hear him speak his words of hope and positivity and, you know, of course, moving forward for our country. So I thought that was absolutely excellent. Um, this time around is the time when I discussed um, my father. And I'm going to actually switch gears a little bit to you guys. I'm going to tell you a little bit about, about my dad. Um, my dad came to this country at the age of 15 with my grandfather. And he came as an undocumented immigrant. Um I didn't know too much about his story other than the fact that he came as a teenager and with my grandfather and I knew in 1978 he became an American citizen. I didn't know too much more than that uh, until March 2017. Um, I had heard about these uh, the thousand year old cave paintings in Seminole Canyon National Park, which is uh, not far from Del Rio, Texas. And I asked my dad to come out with me and we went out there, had a good time. And um, <clears throat> after we toured the paintings and we did a little bit of hiking, we explored the campgrounds and dad became very quiet. The year prior, my dad had sustained a mild heart attack and I was concerned. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if he, it was his heart or wasn't feeling well or what have you. So... I asked him, I said, hey, dad, are you feeling okay? Are you in pain? And he just kind of looked at me kind of puzzled, like, you know, no, like, why are, you, why are you asking? And and I told him, I said, you got quiet, really quiet. What's on your mind? 
And he didn't really answer me. He was just deep in thought and he was just kind of walking around and looking at the terrain and the whole area. And, you know, he, he took off his cap and looked at it and kind of walked around again. And, you know, I was a little bit mind boggled by it. And um, he's nothing, but he just remained in that quiet state. So I pressed him again and I said, Dad. And so in his contemplative state, he said, you know, when I first came here with your grandfather, we crossed the Rio Grande. And when we crossed it and we got to the woods, it was just like this. Lots of hills everywhere, very rugged, very steep terrain. And he said, we weren't too far from Del Rio. I knew my dad was thinking about his father. My grandfather lost a very courageous battle with metastatic cancer on Thanksgiving Day, 2007. And dad remained in that sort of contemplative phase. And so we headed back to the car and made the trip back to San Antonio. My dad told me the story of how he used to help my grandfather. And so he would come over and spend some time with my grandfather here in the U.S., and my grandfather was a ranch hand, um, and he would work on ranches in um, Fredericksburg, Texas, Johnson City. And sometimes my dad would be with him months at a time. And um, my dad told me all of this as we were heading back. Even we stopped off for barbecue halfway, and he was still telling me these stories. And he told me this story about how... Um, they were out looking uh, outside of Fredericksburg, Texas and looking for a baby calf and they got separated because there was a thunderstorm that came through and a bolt of lightning struck a tree that wasn't too far away from my dad and he said, yeah, you know, that was probably the scariest moment of my life and your grandfather's life, you know, lives because, it, you know, we didn't know where each other was. He says, I didn't know if, you know, your, your grandfather had been struck by lightning and he didn't know if I'd been struck by lightning because we got separated. And so when we finally found one another, you know, there was that, you know, that happiness, Oh my God, you're, you're okay. And so I thought that was very endearing and, and very moving. Um, cause my father is certainly a man of few words and my grandfather, I would say was pretty much like that as well. Um, he was a man of, principle a man of integrity and, and my father is a lot like that as well um so like i mentioned before um my father became an american citizen in 1978 uh i was a year old when that happened and ever since i can remember my father's always been a very hard worker very hard worker sometimes even working two jobs um he endured a lot of racism from some whites, some blacks, and even Mexican Americans as well. And they called him every derogatory word that you can think of that is, you know, that someone, just an awful person would call someone that came over from Mexico illegally. So you can only imagine, and I won't repeat it because it's horrible. But dad never faltered. He worked very hard through the years. And today he is a successful businessman alongside my mother. 
And they make the perfect team, I tell you. Um, my mom is American-born and a Latina. And she experienced a lot of racism in her day. And I do have a lot to say about her because she's an absolutely amazing person. But she has her own story to tell. And I'm definitely going to cover that in a future podcast. So, getting back to Bethel. And I wanted to give you that background of my father so you understand a little bit why this is personal to me. So, getting back to Bethel. After his town hall, we all lined up to do the meet and greet in the selfie. And I wanted to personally thank him for his support of undocumented immigrants um, because of my father. My father had the opportunity to make something of himself. And I do believe that everyone should have that opportunity. It's most especially since... A lot of the individuals that are coming over for a better life in America, they want that chance. They're hard workers, and they should be giving that, given that opportunity. So I'm standing there. It's cold, and I'm waiting for my turn to, to come up, and I'm thinking to myself, God, how am I going to say this in 15, 20 seconds at the most? And, you know, because it's, it's just going through quickly, and I finally get up to... Um, I finally get up to Beto, I take my picture, and he shakes my hand, and I tell him, I said, and not in a very articulate way, I was, you know, very emotional, and I told him, I said, I just wanted to thank you for your support of undocumented immigrants. Um, my father came to this country as an undocumented immigrant from Mexico, experienced a tremendous amount of racism from different people, and... You know, despite that, he still made something of himself and is living the American dream now alongside my mom. And I feel that everybody has should have that opportunity. And I want to thank you. And he smiled so big and he said, oh, my God, thank you so much for sharing that story. He said. It's so awesome when I hear people with that wonderful beautiful story that they come from from another country and they come here and they're able to have that opportunity to better themselves have a better life and he says this is why I do what I do he said so thank you very much for sharing your story and as all this is going on his aide, and I don't blame her one bit because obviously everybody wanted to talk to Bethel and there was a time limit. And so he, um, she, I'm sorry, uh, the aide was, had her hand, um, as I was speaking to him on my arm and she was trying to move me away, not forcibly or, or, you know, aggressively in any way, but she was trying to get me away and Bethel held on to my hand the entire time that I was speaking and just looked right at me into my eyes didn't look at anybody else didn't even pay attention to the aid he just looked right at me and he listened with intent and to me that kind of empathy that kind of compassion is lacking in so many people today and I will never ever forget that for as long as I live and that's part of one of the big reasons why I support Bethel 
because I feel that his heart is genuine and he really does want to make this place, this world a better place. And those are the people that we need to be listening to. Those that remind of, remind us of our humanity, that remind us to be good to one another. So everyone should remember and cherish their humanity by showing their empathy to those that are less fortunate, regardless of where they came from. To deny this empathy really is to deny the very thing that makes humanity beautiful. We had the Oscar... We had Oscar Martinez and, and his daughter, Valeria, and they both tragically drowned in the Rio Grande. I can tell you that that image haunts me. I think back of my father telling me the story of how he crossed over the Rio Grande with my grandfather. That could have been my dad. That could have been my grandfather. And that, to this day, that image is permanently embedded in my brain and I can see my, my, my father and my grandfather in that image and it's it's just it's just so heartbreaking you know we're hearing here about the women that are having to drink water out of toilets children being neglected not being allowed to shower, not giving them their medication. And this is just atrocious. And someone like Beto it has been calling attention to this since even before his son had run. And this is why we need to pay attention. This is why we need to support our candidates that have the best intentions at heart and that's to help the people regardless of where they come from you know regardless of how they look regardless of who they love or who they pray to or if, even if they do that is why we must listen to someone like Beto to remind us of our humanity I keep thinking about you know I do apologize I keep thinking about Oscar and Valeria and I think I keep thinking about how people have said that they never should have come they never should have crossed and I think that's such an insult on freedom on democracy and I seriously have to question someone's values when they make such horrid comments it's just everyone should be horrified and angered by this. And there are no excuses for this. I do apologize um, for my emotion, but as you can see from telling my dad's story, it's very personal for me. I promise my future episodes won't be as gloomy. Um, I highly recommend for everyone to follow Beto O'Rourke on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, he streams his rallies, his town halls, his meetings, you know, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you're able to go, you should definitely go to his one, one of his events and meet him.
I swear, guaranteed, you will not be disappointed and you will not regret it, my friends. I invite you again to follow me on Twitter. My handle is DarthAnna77, like I said. If you're a respectful, open-minded individual and not a bot, I promise I will follow you. Uh, I will follow you back. And um, I want to thank you again. Um, I look forward to future podcasts. And hopefully in the future, you know, once we gain some momentum, maybe we can have... um, you know, we can have like panels and perhaps even a, you know, a guest or two guests. So thank you again, my friends. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for listening um, to my story. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day, evening, whatever the case may be. So thank you again. Until next time.